Welcome to A Black Man's Best Friend, a podcast where our goal is to normalize black mental health and clear up some of those nasty stigmas associated with it. Don't get it twisted. We don't by any means mean any disrespect to grandma who tells you to pray something off of you when something's going wrong in life. We just want you to know it's also cool to have a therapist in your back pocket. Here at A Black Man's Best Friend podcast, we want to be a place where black men and black women learn that if we fully embrace creating safe spaces with those of the opposite sex, it can literally change the world around us. So without further delay, let's get into the conversation. Welcome to the Gehetto. You are now speaking with the Follicle Whisperer. <laughs> What's going on, man? Man, Anchor, please get your things together. <laughs> It was giving you trouble, man. You know, you like Kevin Gates. You got two phones. Don't that ain't your business. That ain't my. Oh, you right. That ain't my business. <laughs> let me let me get back to shutting up, huh? <laughs> that ain't your business at all. What's going on, man? I feel like I ain't talked to you. Seeing you in a month of Sunday. I right. I feel like I've been on like a real live vacation or and whatnot, and I yeah. I really just went. Through the river and over the river and through the woods. Is that what it is? Yeah. To go visit my brother. So. <laughs> That's what's up, though. You enjoyed yeah. the time together? Oh, my gosh. It was such a good time. So I took my mom mm-hmm. and my raggedy little brother with me. <laughs> and um, they had never been to Oklahoma. So okay. we drove. And. Damn. Yes, I know. From it was Ohio a, to Oklahoma. From Ohio to Oklahoma. Like uh, that's that's, a, crazy. that's like a series, right? Like what uh, was what was the hour? How long it took y'all to drive one way? Um, thirteen, like twelve, no. thirteen hours. Mm. No, no. Yes, yeah. No, nah. I get that. irritated. I'm finding out now. I get irritated in the six and a half it take me to get to Cleveland. So I know I would be in the car ready to kill somebody. <laughs> Listen, my little no. brother. My little brother helped me though. Like, you know, you're thinking, okay, somebody gonna have to drive. I do six, you do six. No, Man. he probably got in the back and got comfortable on that ass, huh? No, he he <laughs> rode in the front seat the, the full time. But my man, he was like, I work part time, so I'm oh. only driving four hours. Like, <laughs> hey, you... I I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> he was like, process. nah, like, like you you used to working full time. Like, <laughs> yeah. He said, no, nah, that's not what we're gonna do. That's gonna, like he said, you're gonna do by ten of these and I'm gonna do the rest. That's no, he, he said you're gonna do eight <laughs> and I'm gonna do the rest. Like that's funny, man. Anyways. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, dog. We glad. I'm glad that you made it round trip safely, no, you know, one piece. Uh yeah. I tried my best to hold it down last week without you. Couple, you know, got some good feedback. So, you know, we back back in the saddle today, man. You didn't do bad. Oh, let me tell you before I before we get into it, Missouri mm. is the longest state that there is. Like Missouri is just long. <sighs> Missouri is half of the trip. <laughs> so <laughs> driving through Missouri, that's it's it's long, it's a long state. Mm. It's a long it's one state. Of, one of them wake up, go to sleep, wake up, go to sleep states, huh? Yeah, you you just live there. I live there now. I just mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, um, yeah. So from my feedback, you didn't do bad. You did pretty good. I was like, okay, I guess I can leave salt with the class. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, 
I had to break it down. I'm like, okay, how do I introduce this new information? How do I connect with them? And then how do I make it sticky? So I literally broke it down like it was a lesson plan. And I'm like, all right, cool. Then I was like, I was like, damn, that was only like 10 minutes, (laughs) but it's cool. It's cool. And the rest of the time, y'all was playing Madden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. I was playing. What is he doing with this class? Man, listen. That's not on the lesson plan. Gotta mix it up, man. Mm-mm. Y'all was playing Madden. Y'all mm-hmm. had outdoor recess yep. for three hours. All of that. Mm-mm. All of that. No. Yeah, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so um, let's get into it. So what, what, what are we talking about this week? Man, okay. Well, I want to start by, since I'm back, we back in the, I don't know about other school districts, but we are in the full swing of it with summer training and, you know, school starts August 24th. We're going to be virtual. Uh, We just found out the mayor said through November 6th. So that's good to know. Um, But I just want to, I want to start by saying like, let's normalize apologizing to kids. Yes. Because like, yo, like this is a very trying time right now. And uh, we had a PD yesterday and we was, we learned about like, you know, um, tra- uh, triggers of trauma with all the aces and those type of things. Come on. And when we come back to school, like whenever that is, that we're all back in the same building, there might be some behaviors that you've never seen before as a come result on. of this quarantine, of this COVID. And the thing that the thing that kicked like kicked me in the chest about about it was like <clears throat> these babies we deal with. Like we don't think about like, oh, I can call my friend, I can go see my friend. I, we have all these freedoms and liberties because we got vehicles, we got, you know, all that stuff. But as a kid, like, my kids in the third and fourth grade, like, those friendships were just severed. So they might they might be uh, 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 reluctant to warm up to somebody and be friends and be scared that they're going to lose people for they don't know how long. Or they might um, hoard food for those people who, those parents who can't provide those food, that snacks and lunches and all that stuff throughout the day, like at school, uh, because they become so accustomed to, you know, rationing their things out so I definitely want to just touch on that and then even thinking about like my own upbringing like everybody knows I love my parents to death but I was I was raised under the impression that you just do what you you do what your parents say because they're your parents not like you can know your mother's dead wrong but you can't say that in the black household because it's like oh shut the fuck up I'm the parent or you're gonna do what I say and it's like no you can be wrong and this child is just showing you that you was wrong. It's not like they're being disrespectful. Now, sometimes you can be disrespectful, but I think that it's in the delivery of it. But, um, yeah, that's been on my heart, man, on my mind, uh, just normalizing, normalizing, apologizing to kids. Can What's we, your take on that? Can we really talk about that? So when I was going through my counseling program, I did um, a couple courses on trauma information and being mm. a trauma-informed counselor. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I've really been working towards for the past 500 years just becoming more trauma informed because I have lived through a lot of trauma and so I I have a like a, a really it, it's I can't even get the words out because it takes up so much of my heart just informing people about trauma healing mm-hmm. from that childhood trauma like a lot of us are operating in our like six and five and four and you know like young mind itself like you Mm -hmm. something will happen that will trigger you that you don't even know where that trigger is coming from Mm -hmm. and it'll take you back to a mind state where you're like eight 
So you're yeah. operating out of your eight-year-old self. And mm-hmm. I I see that so much on social media. It it gets very hard to be on there sometimes. So for example, I saw a lot of parents complaining about how it was difficult to um, teach their kids because the kids didn't read, listen, or pay attention. And I'm like, but you aren't either. You're your child's first teacher. Mm-hmm. Your child doesn't know anything until you tell them. So you're teaching your child it's okay not to read, listen, or pay attention. Mm-hmm. And then yelling at them. Like mm-hmm. I, one of my issues with my bio dad, he has anger issues and he raises his voice. And so I had to work through that. I had to work through that a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, um, with my mom, you know, like my, you, you probably don't know this, but my parents were young when they had me, they were 15 and 16. So it's children raising children. So if you don't know, like you, you operating out of your, let's say you 16, but you, are operating out of your seven-year-old self and now you have to take care of another being Mm -hmm. you know it's literally Mm -hmm. babies raising babies and we have to come we have to deal with our childhood trauma so that we know not to talk to our kids that way we Mm -hmm. don't even realize because we in a black household and this is how everything has been done for so long you don't realize that your words you know mean things they hurt and the way that mm-hmm. you react to things is going to trickle down into how your child behaves and comes up yeah and you know um i also when i was thinking about that i got to think and i said you know what there's a lot of times in my life and <clears throat> excuse me situations where i'm dealing with somebody or just a business dealing whatever it be if i don't like how it goes i'll just shut down and I, I kind of I link those two together because it's like when you're as a child, when you're told, oh, shut up or it's my way or the highway mentality, like you, you mm-hmm. kind of develop this callous to be like, well, fuck it. I don't care. Then shit. I'll just I just won't come around or I won't talk to you. Or I won't do it. And it's like that that hindered the communicate, like learning the processes of communi- proper communication, you know, what I'm saying or expressing your expressing uh, oneself, though, you know, it causes long-lasting trauma it might not be something that's gonna like wreck that person's life in the moment but that can be like long-lasting trauma like some people don't even hear i love you from their parents you know what i'm saying so it's like we gotta we gotta be we gotta like love on our kids even harder it's gonna be hard like this next let's say year like we're in the middle of a a global pandemic and we don't really know what it's gonna look like but i just want to say like going back to school it's gonna be different it's gonna be uncomfortable just like roll with the punches the best you can and yeah keep them babies first man <laughs> don't be hard yeah. don't be hard on them they, you know they're humans too like they're going through the same emotions just on a different scale you know right now you know i was studying for my um counseling exam during quarantine so i spent a lot of time just paying attention to how people were acting and i i i worry about the kids too you know Mm -hmm. so I was trying to get teachers together to come up with some curriculum and but y'all was too busy doing doing what y'all had to do you know I'm like this will help the parents understand how to whatever Mm -hmm. um but I said that to say 
I saw a lot of people operating um, off of uh, defense mechanisms and I used some myself. And so when I was look, like reflecting on my own defense mechanisms, I'm like, where's this coming from? Like, why are you acting this way? Mm-hmm. And I realized I had experienced something recently that knocked me back into my 17 year old self where I, that was the last time that I had experienced a trauma this traumatic. So I started to act like a 17 year old mean girl. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's not okay. And it brought me to this question, like in friendships, partnerships and mentorships, when do you stop listening? Ooh. <clears throat> um, hmm, that's good. Uh, first, I, first I have to completely trust the person, you know what I'm saying? Cause there's different mm-hmm. levels to it, you know? So I checked the, like, I would say I checked their intentions first. Like, is this advice warranted? Or is it kind of like forced out of them, like out of the blue or like they see something that they don't like and it's not really like their place. You know what I'm saying? So I start there. Mm -hmm. um, And then I would say like when I feel like I have enough information to implement the help or the change that the person, the game, the person might have given me, I'll stop listening. Um, Or like if I feel like that person isn't capable of having the level of attentiveness for the conversation in the moment, I'll just stop listening. Um, or the big one is if this person, like if they, like somebody, we all know that person that's going to give you advice on everything, but then they shit is all a, a wreck on their side. So I don't, you know, like I'll, st- I won't even take that advice. I'll just be like, uh, all right, cool. Like I'll pacify you, but I'm not going to like really take that into consideration. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for me, I feel like. I just stop listening when I stop feeling like I'm being hurt. I just, mm. uh, like, uh, you're not listening. Okay, so I'm just done talking. Yeah. And then I, I have a hard time, and I'll be honest, I have a hard time going back when um, my advice is being asked. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know why you're going to, I don't know why you're asking me because you're not going to listen to what I'm saying anyway. So I don't feel like my, I should um, keep talking. Yeah, that's true. And then that kind of, not to cut you off, but that ties right back into what I was just speaking about, like growing up in a black family where it's like, no, you're going to do it because I'm the parent. And it's like, all right, cool. I'll just let you have it then. And I'm just going to be, you know, the eyeball out a lot of times that, you know, people feel like they're the black sheep and it could very Mm -hmm. very much tie into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not a way, that's not really a way. I know, I, I mean, I'm the oldest of a thousand, I feel like. And I had to learn how to listen to my siblings and, and really know, like, I'm not the expert on this. Mm-hmm. I, you are younger than me, but you are a better teacher than I am right now. And I have to remember that I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And maybe my nephew, who is 10, can teach me something. Because he has taught me several things. But if I didn't, if I wasn't open to listening, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have learned. You'd have missed it, yeah. Yeah, Dang, that's deep. Do you feel like you can learn anything from anybody? Yeah, I really do. I feel like you can learn anything from anybody. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I've, um, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that you can learn from anybody. I think that there's like people that you you know, you seek out because they were kind of like maybe your parents or like a older older sibling or cousin. 
but then there's people that you might come across and you see their interaction. It, it might not even be somebody you talk to. It might just be somebody that you like, damn, they just look like they had a lot of patience with that. And you're like, man, I could show, I could you know, have more patience, you know, even something as little as that. So yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely. Yeah, it doesn't that. have to be a, I don't mean to cut you off. No, 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 you good. I was done. Oh, it doesn't have to be like a full lesson plan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just somebody say something. You be like, dang, yep. mm-hmm. dang, I just learned something. Exactly. And that's the beauty just, of it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we are all teachers. Like we are all natural. I, I truly believe if you've ever shown somebody how to do something, mm-hmm. then you're a teacher. Yeah, for sure. Like if you've ever taught anybody how to do anything, you are a teacher. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's so funny. Um, kind of going into our next question. Um, this one was like really intriguing to me because it could change at any moment, right? And it could like intensify and weaken. Um, tell me about like right now with all this going on in the world, all this going on in your personal life, like what is your favorite part of life just being in existence right now? What's your favorite part? Just being able to to live in whatever way I see fit. Like nothing is, is holding me back from doing anything that I want to do but me. Mm-hmm. So if I want to go skating, the only thing that I that's holding me back is I didn't go pick up wheels yet. Mm. Like st- little stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's I am right now in this very moment. I am safe. I'm alive. You know how many women have gone missing, and then black women. We are so unprotected. Yeah. Absolutely. So unprotected. And I am a black woman who is safe. I don't have corona. I have food. I have a car. You know, like I am very fortunate. And to be where I am coming from where I'm from, it's a blessing. Say that. Like I have been, I have been highly favored, and I appreciate it. You know it. That's um, what about you? First of all, shout out to you because life is lit for <laughs> sure. Um, I think that you, specifically you, um, you have the ability to kind of trend like cross over all these all these different lenses, right? And you have like so many different types of friends and so many different types of people in your life, and you can like really speaking to each and every one of them so like yeah shout out to you your life is definitely worthy and i'm glad you're safe and you feel protected and you have the you know the basic necessities so hell yeah i'm happy to hear that i'm happy to hear thanks um the favorite part of my life right now um like with work starting back up like i've been really excited about like just the connection building because like once we got the word that school was going back um you know, virtually, automatically, everybody's like, oh, well, shit, like, how do you, (laughs) how do you build a classroom culture over Zoom? Or how do you, you know, how do you connect with this child and make them feel like they belong in your classroom and a part of your extended family when you don't see them every day? You can't really pick up on their little nuances and stuff. So um, I've just been really focusing on, like, these, these really, like, engaging questions to ask my students and families and asking them to share different little things that they're comfortable with everybody knowing so I can work them in the lesson plan so everybody feels like 
wow, Mr. Sharpton really loves me. He really cares about me. I really want to go to his class. I can't wait to tell, you know, X, Y, and Z about him. This is awesome. This is awesome. So just, um, yeah, those, those building those relationships and um, seeing other people, like people reaching out to me uh, just to talk about like therapy or um, just get my advice on something, just to, you know, catch up and have like meaningful conversations. Like, I'm really, really, really loving the connections that I have been um, able to build um, and able to sustain um, through this crazy time. So, like, I feel very blessed to have, you know, the support system that I have, the friends that I have, the the opportunities that I have, um, you know, my health. I feel, like you said, I feel safe. I'm healthy. Um, I, um, you know, I, I don't have to want for anything. I have food in my stomach. So, clothes on my back you know um and I was also just thankful for being able to have um a salary during this time also because I know that there's a lot of people out there who uh, were unfortunately lost their jobs and those things so just mm-hmm. you know connection building and just you know relating to people and learning more about myself I'm I'm really I'm really loving it I'm really loving it and I, I tell you all the time, I'm just so impressed with your growth, your patience, the patience that you've gained, mm-hmm. especially during quarantine. Y'all, I can't tell y'all how many times I was talking to this man like, boy, if you don't sit yourself down somewhere, <laughs> please, yeah. you really need to go take a nap. <laughs> yeah. No, those like, those like literally those were the words she would say to me, y'all. Like, hey, <laughs> nah, go take a nap. Like, I'm here. And you was always like, Nah, yeah, like, yeah, I hear you, but like, nah, we're not gonna do that. Just hear with it with the calm voice. I was like, yeah, that's what I need. Like, you really just need to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, I, and it was just, I, I knew you were acting like a six year old because <laughs> I was just got finished teaching six year olds, and so I'm like, okay, he needs to go to bed. Yeah, I already know he stayed up too late last night. <laughs> Gotta be because he's talking reckless. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the type, like, I'm proud of you. Like, I'm really proud of you. And to be able to talk about your own growth the way that you have. And just, you talked about me transcending all of these. No, friend, you do the same thing. So, Mm. you know. Thank you. Clap for yourself, too. I appreciate you. Clap for yourself, too. Because, I mean, you're in D.C., you know. Like anything could have happened. Yeah. This we in a world where it's like it it could have been me type mm. world that we living in right now. It's not safe out here for any of us. Right. Yeah. And um I'm just grateful that um we are able to build this community and have these engaging questions. And for your classroom, I'll help you with the questions you teach in fourth grade. You know that's my jam. Oh yeah. I'm gonna be like, Hey y'all, we got a guest speaker today. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like, Yes. <laughs> Long as it ain't you, no. <laughs> but yeah, we can we can definitely <laughs> have you pop in the Zoom. No, I am not joking. Like they would love that. Yeah, for I sure. will do it. Yeah. I'll do it too. We'll talk. Like hang on. <laughs> we gonna set that up for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. What was our? Where we going next? You got the next one. Um. Oh yeah. So like the last the one the last question that I had was recall a time in your life where you had to make a major shift. Oh. <laughs> Man, and it's so it's funny. Uh, I was just thinking about this earlier. So, in my reflection of like life and going, like getting to this point where I'm at right now, like 
licensed teacher. Like never in a million years I would have thought about that shit. So there was a there was a critical point um, two years ago <laughs> when this whole process of like I want to go back, I want to be an actual teacher, not a substitute teacher. I want to like be in my own classroom, all of that. So I had this vision, like I want to get here, but it took me all of these like micro shifts so i was like working at the cavaliers arena i was also substitute teaching i was selling used cars i was uh <laughs> working at amazon and it was like oh let me let me back up so the reason that i was saying the shift that i had to make was like i needed to learn yo if you make this move in life like leave your family leave everything you've ever known it's going to be on you so don't don't call back home crying and oh i don't have this i don't have that go get it yourself so in the process of doing that, I had to um, I had a an outstanding bill with UT. It was like thirty five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and that was the last piece that I needed to like be able to be like, oh, I'm moving, I'm going to DC, I got this job, I needed to get my transcript. So the lady that I was working with, I, I think God put her there because He really needed to like reinforce and be like, nah, do this the right way. <laughs> she wouldn't work with me at all. Like, nope, this is what you owe. We're not sending you shit. Nope, we're not giving you one more chance. Nope, you need to pay it off and then we'll send out. So I'm like, fuck. So I had to hustle and like really <laughs> lean on myself. Like, no, don't ask your mother for nothing. No, don't ask your father for nothing. Even though they would give it to you in the drop of a dime, don't do it. So my major shift was like, damn, I got, I'm here I am thinking I'm grown, but you're not really grown because I was still had that safety net of mom and dad and, oh, I can, I can, if this, if I fuck this up, they got me. Nah. <laughs> I had to literally take that out of my mind. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely served me, taught me a lot of lessons. And it's like now, <laughs> I'll be looking like, damn, I got so much money left over, um, you know, from my last pay. And I'll be like, oh, that's because I'm not running out here like, buying every video game or every tennis shoe and it, like I'm making sure I'm taking care of my stuff I'm paying down debt I'm doing the right things with my money I'm saving I'm paying bills in their entirety I'm not paying on them so yeah like the the shift happened and it's like it felt really good to now it's like damn I used to really be like yeah I'm gonna give y'all 20 dollars on this 300 dollars bill and hope for the best <laughs> you know so that's why I'm at you started it. adulting <laughs> Yeah, you man. started adulting. Yeah, like Liz, that is so beautiful. Started adulting, man. I literally adulting. did it all to get to this point. Like, if it was legal to get money, like I was like, all right, I'll do it. There was a point where I was I was doing security at a club at night, like security. At it was cl- a bouncer. Yeah, security at a club and on the weekends at night. Then I was I was working at the uh, Quicken Loans Arena where the Cavs play. Mm-hmm. Then I was subbing every day during the week. Like it was real. I had like my grind. I didn't. I felt like I didn't pick my head up for like eight months. I was just like, shit, I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember you. Like, I remember you. I was like, was, you working with the Cavs? Head down. Then I was selling cars. I sold cars for thirty days. <laughs> Like, mm, what? Mm, like, mm. oh no! I mm, I've been there. Yeah, man. Doing everything, working eighty jobs, like yeah, girl. Yeah. Um, for me, this last shift, this last major shift that I had to do, um, I moved from. Well, it was a man. It seemed like this shift took forever. Mm. So we had moved from Columbus to Toledo. Mm-hmm. And I was depressed. And I was like, man, I don't want to be here. And like, girl, why Like, why did you even go if you knew you didn't want to go? That was on me. I was married at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go back to Toledo. And we're going to um, 
we're going to get it together. We're going to be able to save money. Blah, 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 blah. Knowing that Toledo was like a major traumatic experience for me growing up. Like I had experienced a lot of my trauma there and being in Columbus and learning about trauma information and do, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to come back to live. Mm, right. So, um, we were staying at my grandmother's house. Uh, for a while then we moved into uh apartment then we moved into a house we just kept moving right mm-hmm. we just never stopped moving right. well in july of last year um i was just like you know what or like june like june last year i was like you know what i got too much stuff on my plate i had to figure something out and i am in a job that is it's great. It's a great job. I like it here, but is it, is this what I really want to do? And I meditated on it for a while, cut my hair. <laughs> it was real. Then. I cut my hair and I was like, okay, I got a lot more time to do a lot of other things. So I'm still working the job and it was a really good job too. I mean, benefits, everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, like my co-pays to go see my therapist five doll hairs man five dollars i don't know maybe like a lot of ways a lot of people don't understand like a five dollar copay that's that's love five dollars i used to be up in there like yeah so what we talking about yeah (laughs) coming every day (laughs) come every day like oh yeah 30 for the week (laughs) like five dollars now i'm saying like like Mm -hmm. i ain't no man nobody got time for that right um but I do. I got to make time for it. I got to pay for my. I got to pay for my therapist because child. Absolutely. Um. Anyway, I said all of that to say, I shifted from having a corporate job to working for myself. Like I was like, you know what? I really want to do counseling and wellness coaching, yoga. Like I, it all goes together. So I want to do that. This is what I want to do. And this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So I had to prepare to leave my good cushy job <laughs> to work for myself. Man, this process has not been easy and it has been terrifying, but it has been fun. Mm. Fun to say the least. Like I have a podcast, I sell lashes, I teach online overseas, like, and I make my own schedule. And you Do have what I want. I can li- like, living like, your best life, right? Best life. And I'm just like, you know, and if I keep on focusing and doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing, like the way that I have been doing them, mm-hmm. I'm going to have my yoga certification here soon. So I'm going to support the hell out of that. You already know. Ganja yoga coming soon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm going to have my yoga certification here soon, and I'm very excited. Like, whew. I'm excited for it, you. I know that's a long time coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's just, I'm, I am living my best life. It's, this shift has been, like, the best shift that I have decided to work. There you go. I love it. I love best it. Best shift that I've decided to work. I love All it. Right. All right, man. Episode four. It's lit. It's lit. Man, thank you for everybody who keeps listening, keeps, you know, messaging us, telling us, you know, get feed, any type of feedback. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, yes. I got some I got some critical feedback from a friend. They said that 
And he's like, bro, you say um every other word. And the one that I was talking uh, on my own, I was like, yeah, definitely got to work on that. So shout out to any hey, feedback. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, feedback, because we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's no way for us to make it better without listener support. 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 Without listener, <laughs> without listener support and feedback. If you just, like, send us a voice message, we'll be able to check it, and maybe we'll add it to the episode. For sure. And then um, one more thing. Guys, um, please continue to share, but also uh, rate and subscribe, and then, leave, you know, leave a review. That helps tremendously. Um, yeah. That way we can keep content coming. So um, that's all I have to say. I love y'all. Keep doing y'all's thing. Be beautiful. Be black. Be the best. Um, I'll let you close it out, there. And until next time, let's keep minding our ball head business.